Well, hello. I'm Amelia Myers. I'm Jason Rosenwolf. And, and this, this is Married, married to Hollywood, Hollywood, where we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly about being married to each other and the industry. What up, homie? How you doing? I'm good. How are <laughs> you? I'm good. I'm tired, but I am good. You ready to fast for Yom Kippur? Just kidding. Just kidding, but happy Yom Kippur, everybody. I always feel weird have, saying happy Yom Kippur. It's have an easy fast. Have an easy fast. But it um, always comes out first of like happy Yom Kippur. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we helped, I helped my mom place the bagel and all of the yummy breakfast things order yesterday <laughs> because she had to pick it up today because the bagel shop that we go to here. Uh, don't have any openings left for pickup on Wednesday or Thursday yeah. because that's how it goes. So she did she pick it up, it up today? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And it's all it's all being, you know, bagged properly mm-hmm. and all of that so that Hidden. we can enjoy on Thursday evening. But yes, yeah, so the thing with Yom Kippur, I mean, there are many things with Yom Kippur. That's a very strange way of going <laughs> into that. But for me personally, a big struggle of mine is from the time I was little, I was very proud of the fact of fasting and what it stood for. And I started fasting very, very young because my oldest brother got bar mitzvah, and that's when you're supposed to start. But of course, my brothers are overachievers, so we all started earlier. <laughs> and I was like, if they can do it, I can do it. And there's this pride of like, I'm doing it. And then it's just, it's something that you do, but your health comes first. Mm-hmm. And if you are sick or on medication, or especially when the Crohn's was really getting bad, they were like, fasting actually would mess you up. So I do modified fasts. Mm-hmm. But the last few years, I've either been pregnant or breastfeeding, and I just can't because you got to do what's best for the baby. And I can't help but feel a little guilty about that, even though I know I'm not supposed to feel guilty Please about don't. it. I do. And I a few years ago, we were at your, uh, you're at Marion's. Yeah. And a few years ago, they were like engaged. I think we. I think we were married. Were, weren't we married? I don't know. But it was when they were down in the. Uh, Orange County area. Yeah, well, they're, they're still down in the Orange County well, aren't area. Aren't they more in Irvine now? It's, that's in Orange County, Amelia. You know what I'm talking about. Irvine is technically were... different than what you think of as Orange County. They were in more of an Orange County area. They were in Newport Beach. Thank you. That You know what I meant by that. That's what I meant. Um, I'm sorry. They're still in the same county. How would they're, I? They're, no, they're still, but you know what? You, but you, anyone who is from there or lives there knows exactly what I meant by what I just said. <laughs> to those of you who don't, yes, that sounded confusing. But to those of you who know what I'm talking about, you know what I was saying. I know, know what, what you're talking saying. about. And anyway, that was confusing. The whole point of this was uh, the doctor had said to me, you should do a modified fast. And I was really conflicted about it. And Jason very sweetly cooked me scrambled eggs, even though he was fasting, so that I ate something before going to services. And that was I mean, just something that, just that I thought sense. was very sweet. Yeah. I just, there's a guilt complex about it. Even <sighs> though you're allowed to, and you're supposed to, and health comes first. Yeah, life but before still. all else. Yeah. You're allowed to violate every commandment to save a life. Every commandment to save a life. Every commandment to save a life? Yeah. You can violate every commandment to save a life. You can take the Lord's name in vain. You can blaspheme. You can mix cotton and wool. You can, um, <laughs> if taking a life... I was going to say, my mind went to taking a life. I was like, wait, what? Oh, well, if someone's in mortal peril, I guess that's what are you going to do? No, I guess that's true. You can do your best not to take a life, to protect a life. No, but of yeah. course, but yeah, I've just never heard it. I guess I've never heard it phrased that way. What does Yom Kippur mean to you? Yom Kippur means to me. Um, Yom Kippur, it's a day of, um, day of atonement. <laughs> it's a day of reflection yeah. for me. 
Uh, it's a day where you look at the last year of your life and you go, okay, if I'm lucky to be written in the book of life for this next year, how do I make it a better year? What, um, what missteps, what mistakes, what transgressions can I, um, forgive others for, um, forgive myself for and do better by this next year, Hmm. making sure that, um, because, uh, the Yom Kippur, you, you don't eat, you don't drink water, you wear white, uh, which is a all simulation of, um, uh, your death, your funeral. So, um, you should look back on your life and be not necessarily proud, but, um, you should look forward thinking, how can I make myself proud? How can Mm. I build upon what I've done this last year? Um, I think it's a really beautiful day. I was actually saying this in therapy yesterday um, to my therapist, who also happens to be Jewish, that it's uh, about 15 years ago, uh, 16 years ago, I was at a service um, in downtown D.C., and the rabbi talked about how Yom Kippur is often talked about with this level of dread to kids. It's a day of restrictions. It's a day of taking things away. You have to go to synagogue, you have to stand on your feet, and you can't eat for 24 hours. It's hard. And that's not the best way to teach the meaning of the holiday. No, no. The holiday should be about um, remembrance and how to better yourself to be better be remembered. I don't know. That's just I think it's beautiful to to view it that way because it's true. It's my Not favorite Jewish a, holiday. I wouldn't say a negative, like bad kind of a thing, like what you were saying, like that rabbi said, but there is the way we grew up with it. It is the day of atonement. It's a day of asking for forgiveness, to forgive others, but and forgive yourself and to reflect. And I like the way that you were putting it as how can I make things better? And how can I I just it's it's a little a little switch like that that I actually really, really like that I want to make sure Lila and little lady learn as they we will. as we do well, this. We'll also teach them how to actually use this whole cycle of time as the Jewish calendar is intended, as yeah. opposed to just leaving all your apologies and forgivenesses for the day. You're supposed to take oh the forty days yeah, yeah. before Rosh Hashanah, which is the end of the previous year, and use that time to do to do all of the atoning. Yeah. She, by the way, Lila, in school today, they came home, they made shofars. She's going to want to show that to you later. That's cute. She And last night at the dinner table, she was all about the shofar and was using this cake decoration stick thing. Cake topper and or part of a floral display. <laughs> oh, maybe it was a floral display. Um, those little plastic things that have a cute little love Design. balloon on top. Yeah. And she was going at the table, she was like, you try it. Now you try it. And it was very cute. So today very when I picked cute. her up, she goes, I made a shofar. <laughs> and she showed me and it was That's awesome. adorable. It was adorable. Um, what is like, what's Yom Kippur for you typically? Like, uh, what do you think about? Uh, honestly, kind of what I was just saying before, it's definitely the day of atonement to reflect on uh, who you've wronged, who has wronged you, forgiving those who have wronged you and reflecting on how you could have possibly handled situations or things differently to then, and not necessarily wipe clean, but like you were just saying, you dress in white, you do this and that and the other, and it symbolizes you were saying funeral or your death. I I was kind of raised with it as yes, you're wearing white, and yes, it's drink no drinking eating, but it's almost like a rebirth, like it's a, yeah. a to the next, yeah. leave this chapter behind and move forward without any, you know, it's really hard to forgive and forget, but to truly forgive things that have gone wrong 
or really do reflect in yourself how you could have handled something better and learn from it moving forward. Um, Jews don't forget, by the way. We no. forgive. We don't forget. Forgetting is something that so, does well, not. Well, and we don't always forgive. <laughs> so, um, but it can be, some years it can be, I'm not going to lie, some years it can be a challenge. Yeah, um, when course. Aunt Carol passed, I was, I was angry that year. And well, I, ang- angry with who? With God? Well, you remember the conversations oh, I we know. had about it. I know. I don't know that we've had those conversations on here, though. No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, it's the kind of thing we have. I know we've said on here before. I'm much more of a cultural, traditional Jew. I love the customs. I love the meanings of things. And you don't. I don't know that we've said this explicitly. In this, you don't. 1,000% believe in the like liturgical God of the Bible. That's it's exactly where I was going. And you're much more of the religious Jew and much more believing in God. It's something I've always questioned. I think it's beautiful. Those You're who are more like agnostic. This is, I like I'm an agnostic Jew. Is that if you want to attempt to sure. label it? Yeah, um, there's atheist Jews. So. No, I'm not an atheist though. No, I'm saying I'm but, saying as far as the spectrum would go. Yeah, it's really interesting because I do question, but in in times of hardship or there are times where I'll kind of notice myself not praying, but like looking up at the sky and talking and I'm like, Any, anyone there? Um and so I do and I've always Don't gone for back an and forth suggestion. on, you know, this never-ending universe and this vastness and this beauty and where did it start and how did it start and I love the idea of outer space and that there's this grander being that created things I think that I love that but do I believe in it I don't know and that's what I've always gone back and forth on when my aunt Carol my dad's a baby sister who was the third female rabbi ever ordained uh, she became sick and passed away sadly in 2007 and I had a very hard time dealing with that I mm. really did and our first high holidays together as a couple, uh, we were engaged at Temple Israel of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And we really, like, he and I really shared something. And it was, I always knew I wanted to marry Jewish. I know I wanted to raise my family Jewish. But it's just very interesting of the religious side versus the cultural custom side. And I feel like we're well, a good blend. <laughs> but since becoming a mother, there is something more to the well, there's got to be something because this is just too miraculous. Like, there's got to be. It, it, it's. I would I have very mixed feelings as the person about who very, very much believes in God. Yes, I would say seeking any more meaning than the beauty of the miracle and yeah. any more understanding than that yeah. is a fool's errand because uh, we're finite beings. Yeah, uh, and if there is an infinite, whether or not there is a being, the vastness of the infinite is humbling and beautiful and miraculous that of all people in all places in all times in the multitude of multitudes of uh, randomness that would take to put us in this moment to have this child now. Yeah. That's a blessing. Whether or not you believe in anything beyond um, the cosmos. um, I absolutely believe there's something there. I've just always wondered what it is. In fact, growing up when I was little, I thought our rabbi Jack was God. Was God. Like I was Yeah, well that's also part of the convinced one of the problems with organized faith. <laughs> that Rabbi Jack Luxembourg Not that he purports was himself God. to be God. And but. I remember I must have been seven or eight. And I we were at a Passover Seder and we had new Haggadahs. And there's this beautiful picture of kind of the four faces of God. Like it's just kind of how it's everywhere. And it was this very much older looking man with this long beard. It was a beautiful painting with this long, long, long beard. And he had multiple, not heads, but faces. Like it was a head 
with faces on all four sides. Do you know what I'm talking Mm -hmm. about? And I remember looking at it going, but who's that? That's not Jack. And I remember actually having this moment of like, wait, what? (laughs) And I was like, hold hold on. I was, yeah, I was like seven or eight. And that, that kind of started, I don't want to say the questioning, but it was, it was very, um, it was an eye opening moment of wait, uh, wait, you're our rabbi. We love you. You're, the head of the congregation, your family. Jack's always been family mm-hmm. to us, but you're not God. And nope. I really thought he was. And then I was like, then what is or who is? And that kind of started me down that path of like, oh, okay. So there's they're not an actual God. They're just people who like. It was. I, I don't know what it, it did. Something weird to eight year old me or seven year old me. Sounds like it. Yeah, but there Here's are moments a fun, where trippy I do, thing I do to think fully about. believe something. Yes, Jack is God, just as much as you are. We're made in God's image. <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> if, if, you, if you're reading the book, we're made in God's image. Yeah. So you can take that to mean what you want, but if you find solace, if you find hope, if you find love something, someplace, that's God. See, and I think that's so if you find If you find direction, if you find wonderment, if you find fear, if you find strength, all of those things are God. I mean, not to like, you know, evangelize or anything or tell people they should believe in anything more than themselves. But all the things, the many machinations of everything, to me, confirm the belief in God. Will there ever be proof of the, of God? I don't believe there'll be an empiric proof that um, can be pointed to in a scientific way. Yeah. But I don't need there to be, nor do I expect there feeling. to be. It's a feeling. It's a feeling and, a, and, a, and a belief of it. And I don't think that um, the lack of empiric proof or uh, invalidates God, or invalidates religion. And I think that people who get too hung up on telling people that they're wrong about how they pray, what they pray to, who they pray to... Yeah, that does bother me. Yeah. People should be free to just believe and pray and do what they want to do without any kind of... As long as their morality is consistent with the betterment of society. Okay, that's true. That's (laughs) true. I was going to say without the judgment and harshness and criticism is where I was going with it. No, no, no. As long as their morality morality and ethics is consistent with the betterment of greater society... Yeah, agreed. (laughs) Good good note to put in there. (laughs) Religious or not religious? Yeah. Like, um, Yom Kippur is, interestingly, um, not the holiest day of the year. It's not? The holiest day of the year is the Sabbath, and it's every week. Oh, interesting. Um, Yom Kippur is definitely one of the most important days. Yeah. But... um, I feel like Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are like the two... The high holidays. Yeah. Yeah, The high holidays. Are they in the Ten Commandments? No. I don't know. They're not? No, I guess not. No, they're not. The Sabbath is. The notion of resting. Huh. the The notion of taking a rest... Stepping back. That is one of the top ten, along wow. with I um, remembering that God took us from Egypt. But like, <laughs> it's oh my gosh, what's the movie? Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, Prince of Egypt. It's not. It's not Monty Python, is it? When they, when they come down with the with the I have history a of the world. Thank you. That's 15, not Monty Python. No, 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 no. That's why I was like, it's not that. With the fifteen, and he drops a tablet. He goes, the Oy, ten, ten. <laughs> ten commandments. Yeah. That always made me, made me laugh. No, the Prince of Egypt. We watch every Passover because one, it's just a fantastic movie, um, and two, I just love the way they tell the Passover story in that. Has there ever been a 
Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur um, kind of a movie? No, they're there, there are really, some allusions huh? to Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah throughout some different things. But the problem is, is um, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, I don't think, lend themselves to film narratives super well. Yeah, whereas the Passover story really does have um, I a think, story. I think you'd have to... You could have a story around around the high, high holidays. holidays, yeah, where some events yeah. start on Rosh Hashanah and conclude or need to be resolved by, by Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur or Whereas through Yom Passover Kippur. and Hanukkah, there's actually a story as to why yeah. those holidays. Yeah, like I think it would be really like I think like you could do like a heist movie, a hei- a cool heist movie around Yom. Oh, like that'd be Rosh cool. Hashanah and Yom. Yeah, um, or something like. But, but the, you're right. There's no actual narrative story where it's the slaves and Pharaoh in Egypt and then the Maccabees with Hanukkah. There's yeah. an actual and that's also like story to and, tell. And slavery is unfortunately an evil that has not gone not from gone this earth fully away. I know. So um, it's a story that, and it's one of the reasons why the Passover story is told every year. And it resonates and connects so much with, and with so many different peoples. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time I saw Prince of Egypt, I was like, this needs to be a Broadway musical. Oh, my gosh. I was 1997. 12-year-old me is like, this has to be a Broadway show. And it was finally being workshopped and about to open on Broadway when COVID hit. Womp, womp. I don't think it's coming back. A I don't plague. think that's one of the ones that, a plague it, hit. that it came back. But um, the song, their uh, miracles, there can be miracles. Uh, Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey made it Epic. popular on the pop charts. But it's the music is so good, and I do hope... Now that Broadway's opening back up, it'll It'll have another chance and come back. It's interesting to see which shows are coming back and which ones died. That was a Fox production? So it's probably owned by Disney now? Prince of Egypt, it was DreamWorks. So it's owned by Disney now. (laughs) Yes, I don't know. It's probably owned by Disney now. It's probably owned by Disney now. But yeah, no, it was DreamWorks, Um, I believe. What I would say is... um, there's not enough Jews for a Yom Kippur movie about Yom Kippur to be <laughs> that's, interesting. That's fair. To commercial that's fair. distributors. That's fair. I do love it when there are movies, though, where it surrounds, this is going to sound very strange, but Jewish customs like funerals and Shiva and, and getting the, that a little more Again, out. that is a universal experience. Though. No, Shiva, I know, Shiva the way that we do it, yeah. is actually, it's not that dissimilar that from a from lot of other, other cultures and, and how they treat death. There was the, oh my goodness, pregnancy brain. This is where I leave you? Is that the one with the four siblings? Yes. Oh my gosh, I loved that movie. Tina Fey, Adam Driver. So good. So good, so good. That movie, I just, I love that it's centered around, one, a family of four siblings, three uh, three brothers and a sister. I just immediately uh, always connect when it's something like that. And then the Jewish aspect of it and the Shiva and everything. Just everything about that movie is, is so, so, so great. I yeah. just, I just, I love it. Did you watch anything this week? Uh, I watched a docu series on Amazon Prime which called Lula Rich. It's about uh, Lulu Rowe, which was a super huge oh, fad right. in like the early twenty teens, mm-hmm. um, where a bunch of people. I know several people who sold their stuff. Yeah, the, it's an M- It was a. It, it is currently still an MLM. Um, that you sell leggings and skirts and shirts. Um, anyway, but basically, um, it's terrifying how big and fast a company like that grew in that they, they ballooned up to almost a hundred thousand representatives of the country, of the company within the country. And they're back down at like, I think it 
is back down below 20,000 because wow. it's how much of a, like a purge that happened. But it's really interesting how shielded and protected the laws are to protect MLMs. Yeah. And the reason being is huge donors to um, political campaigns in the 70s and 80s and early 90s were the founders of things like Amway. And as a result, no that's why MLMs are like a protected class of pyramid scheme. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, it's, a, pol- it's that, a political, the political it. will to, Ooh, to actually make MLMs illegal. Interesting. Um, because they really prey upon the weak. Um, uh, I've been, I've been got, we've been got by them. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, whether you say direct sales, network marketing, affiliate marketing, if it's, if you have an upline and a downline, you're doing something you're part wrong. Of a it's totally cool to be an entrepreneur. It's totally cool. Well, that's, yeah, no, that aspect of it. That's cool. great. Yeah, but they take advantage of that. They do. Um, they do. Yeah, that sounds really fascinating. It was really cool. It was. Uh, it, there were some interesting parallels I felt with some of the characters in the story. Obviously, you know, there is an untold side to it. They actually did a relatively decent job of trying to be. I think equitable to the people who are positive about that mm. particular group mm-hmm. um, and as well as the people who are suffering as a result of being hundreds of owed hundreds of thousands of dollars by that company and they'll never be repaid. Yeah. 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 There's families that were ruined by it. Yeah. People lost friends, communities. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. You watch anything new? I watched the newest episode of Nine Perfect Strangers. I am loving this show. It is so delightfully messed up. Um, you would actually enjoy it, I think. I'm sure I would. But it's very, very, very good. And I do miss the bold type. And per several people's recommendations, I started watching Younger, mm-hmm. uh, which is adorable and a lot of fun. And I am enjoying it. But Younger is more what I thought the bold type was going to be. <laughs> and the bold type just blew my mind because of how in depth it went with things and I just I loved it so much Younger is really cute it stars Sutton Foster and Hilary Duff mm-hmm. and Sutton Foster's character is, has, is going through a divorce and she has an 18 year old daughter and she's trying to get back into the world of publishing and no one will hire a 40 year old who's been out of work for 15 years and so she lies about her age to be 26 and becomes this assistant at a huge marketing publishing company and the story of what that all ensues, trying to keep both lives separate, but they're starting to commingle, and mm. it's it's super fun. I totally understand why multiple people said, "Oh, you should totally watch the show." It is fun. It's half hour. Um, it's it's a blast. I just I'm not, and I'm watching it. I'm invested, mm-hmm. but I'm not in love with it yeah. the way I was with the bull type. The bull type really surprised me. It Good. really did. But yes, Nine Perfect Strangers. And you and I are going to watch... What are we going to um, watch? Oh, shoot. What was the show? I was like, do you have any interest in this? And you were like, I want to watch it with you. Oh, so we said we were going know. to. <gasps> oh, no. There's so many things that we say that... I know. It doesn't happen. This will come, come back to good, it. Good job, pregnancy I brain. <laughs> do, pregnancy brain, guys. Goodness gracious. I do want to watch... Um, is it going to escape Scenes you of again? a Marriage, oh. which I know you have no interest in watching, which is fine. Um, it's going to be intense and horrible and wonderful, and I'm thrilled to watch it. It's Jessica Chastain and Oscar Isaac. No, yeah, I'm good. No. And I, it looks heartbreaking, and I just cannot wait to see the artistry of this and what they're going to untangle. And I loved what they did at the Venice Film Festival. It was 
innocent. It really was. But it sent people ablaze on the red carpet the way Oscar looked at her and kind of nuzzled her arm and gave her a kiss. And they looked at people were like, they're so in love. Oh, my God. It's like um, they're both married to other people. They're promoting their show. But their chemistry is just so palpable. Yes. And it makes people good. And they're like, wait, hold on. These two aren't married. These comments were hysterical. And people were going crazy of like, well, their spouses should be worried. And it made me laugh because it was like, well, that's part of our job. You fall in love. You have to fall in love with your co-stars on a project like that. So how do you separate those two things? And I know... We always talk about this. We always talk about this with he and I with projects. And especially if you're both artists in the industry, it's something you've got to have the groundwork for because marriages do split up all the time because of showmances. But I did love the way the two of them... uh, handled that viral moment it was quite spectacular it's just it's just a <laughs> it's a matter of professionalism it is yeah you know like if you're if you're in a relationship um and your excuse out of that relationship is a showman's that's your own problem that's yes. your own business that's yes. your own thing and some people really do fall in love and then they have lasting amazing marriages and great. coming awesome. from that i mean absolutely it, it, it happens and you know, everyone should find love and be loved yes that's not what i'm saying yes what i'm saying is like you know, there's also the professionalism of like recognizing, hey, my character's in love. We're I'm doing work. my job. We're at work at cut or when I'm back in my trailer or when I'm back at the hotel or on location wherever. Yep. If we're not in the scene, there's we're not in love. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You can become friends. I mean, a lot of those <sighs> co-stars, bless you, do Excuse become me. very good friends because there's no way to avoid that. Well, yeah, and chemistry. And chemistry. Like when you have chemistry, you have chemistry. Have chemistry. Yeah. Whether you're acting it or not, chemistry has to be there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that just that made me <laughs> made me laugh. But I am excited to watch it. Baby celeb news: Jennifer Lawrence is pregnant with her first baby. Congratulations! No, I know it's just exciting, and so is uh, Olivia Munn. They're both pregnant right now. I hope Jennifer Lawrence has a better experience being pregnant than her character and mother. <laughs> me too. Oh, that movie. Yes. I think we should rewatch but, it but before you deliver. I have no interest in rewatching that movie before I give birth. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, thank you, sir. But no, congratulations to you guys. I just do love it when. Who's Olivia Munn? Uh, John Mulaney? Mm hmm. And I know his divorce is like fresh. I don't think it's even fully inked. Like, I know they're separated, but they, Olivia and him fell in love fast and it happened. So good for them. Yeah, he always had a really interesting stuff to say about his wife and stand-up. Yes, he did. His ex-wife. And that's, uh, you understand why they broke up now. He used to show me little clips, and I'd be like, wait, what? He's a really interesting comic, (laughs) and he's uh, freshly out of rehab, too. Is he? Or recently into rehab. So good for him. Hope he gets, uh, hope he's able to find a good way to take care of himself, his loved ones, and uh, take one day at a time to stay sane. Yeah, but congratulations to the, the four of you on your... Upcoming little bundles of joy that will be yes. here in the next six six months or so, which is amazing. Yes. The Met Gala, we do have to touch upon this, was last night. <laughs> I saw a really funny thing. What'd you see? It was a guy doing highlights of all the men wearing tuxedos. And it was just like, this, this, this. It's the Met Gala and you're wearing a suit. <laughs> it's just really funny. The themes of the Met Galas are always extreme and over the top. And some of some of the people, the fashion last night, some of them brought it. Some of them played it safe. Some even some of the women looked beautiful but played it safe. I mean, I know it's not the Met Gala, but did you see Megan Fox at the MTV Awards? Oh, that was the night before. Uh, <sighs> yeah, yeah, Megan Fox. Yeah. Smoke show. Yes. She also looked incredible at the Met Gala. She did like, uh, uh, I wouldn't say 180 because it was still very like va-va-voom, but she had the, 
the classic Betty Page kind of bangs, and it was this red, glittery, full-on lace-up thing. I mean, she she looked incredible with cutouts. But no, at the, at the VMAs, very rarely, especially at the VMAs, right? So the MTV VMAs were also the night before the gala. That red carpet has become... A joke is the wrong word. Ten years ago, was it ten years ago, when Gaga showed up in the meat dress... There's that, always, that was the VMAs? That was the VMAs. There's always, or there used to be, one, two, or three artists who would come with shock factor to an award show like that. And now the VMAs, that red carpet, it's expected that you push the limits and go over the top. And if you don't, you're almost picked apart. <laughs> and a lot of those times, I don't roll my eyes when I'm like, really, you're wearing that? Or like, you chose that? I'm like, you're rocking it, good for you. But yes, Megan Fox last night looked like a... Uh, a, a, a dirty, dirty dream. <laughs> <laughs> she looked incredible. She really did. She really, really did. But the the fashion of the Met Gala, Kim Kardashian really... Um, Maisie Williams, what are you wearing? Oh, which one are you looking at? Of, of, of the gala or the gala. VMAs? She looks like a, um, uh, a matador in uh, black. Yes. Interesting. Did, did you see what Kim Kardashian wore yesterday? No. Okay, look not. that up real quick as I'm describing it. Uh, she partnered with the designer and it 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 took a it was there was supposed to be like a political thing behind it uh but it she is completely covered you couldn't even see her face and it's kind of wild and then people were wondering if Kanye West was the one next to her because there's like talk of possible reconciliation between the two of them oh, but it wasn't good lord it was Balenciaga yeah and but it was kind of a, a shocking outfit her sister Kendall was one of my favorite dresses of the she night she looked great she looked amazing uh Billy Eilish last night. Cara Delevingne. That's hilarious. Oh, let me see. I don't know if I saw Cara. Let me see. Uh, she's wearing a great outfit. Oh, yeah. And oh, it yeah. says Peg the Patriarchy. Do you know what pegging is? I, I recently oh, okay, cool. learned what peg is. Just checking. <laughs> um, but AOS was there last night. AOC, you mean? Er, <laughs> yeah. AOC was there last night. And she, on her dress, it had a... Tax the rich. I mean, some people took it as took the Met Gala is such an iconic. Tax the rich or eat the rich? Tax. It said tax the tax the rich. Um, But the fact that she kind of made a statement like that at the Met Gala, it just made me go. Pete Davidson, Tom Brown, looking great. Yeah, yeah. Check out Billie Eilish real quick. Look her up in the Oscar De La Renta dress. Insane. I thought she looked stunning. Uh, Zoe Kravitz, I actually really liked. She was she was borderline of play it safe versus put versus pushing the the envelope, but she and Channing made their official red carpet debut as a couple together last How night. How exciting! Yes, and Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez made their return to the red carpet as a couple. Benifer, you are back. Then uh, a few nights before in Venice, and then they were again last night at the Met Gala. But I thought as a whole, the fashion was fabulous, especially after a two-year wait because of COVID, but there were some celebrities who couldn't attend who are normal staples for various, you know, for various reasons. But I know Nicki Minaj, she did not attend because it's required that you have a vaccine. She is not vaccinated. Enjoy that, Nikki. Have well, fun well, with and that. And she has COVID or recently had COVID. Sorry, and, and I, don't, she's I saying, don't mean that. Sorry, I hope you recover. No, well. no, no. I hope she recovers too. I mean, she, and she was saying, mask up, be safe. She's just... She's in the camp. She's not anti-vax. She's in the group of, I need to do more research and feel safe before doing this. Not that, uh, I mean, you all know how uh-huh. we feel about that, but uh, that's why she didn't go. 
but a lot of people were there last night and it was a beautiful night of fashion and they are doing it again in May, aren't they? Aren't they? Because it's normally the first Monday in May is, is the Met Gala. But they are, I believe, just picking it right back. I think, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm really enjoying this. You're glancing through all the photos. Little Nas X is insane. Oh my gosh, he that was man. he was one of the that man most mind blowing. Right, did you see all three looks? Yeah. So he came in this regal, regal, golden, unbelievable royal robe scenario, and then you took <laughs> that away, and then it was this you know gold like? armor, and then there was a bodysuit underneath. <laughs> he kind of looks like one of the anthropomorphic uh, things from Beauty and the Beast. He looks like a the bell in a clock tower. <laughs> But no, that was that was pretty sensational. And then he's in a suit of armor, in gold armor, and then he's in a sequined bodysuit, little little cat yeah, yeah, suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he's got the bodysuit underneath. One of the things I watched just the other night, and I sent Jason the link saying, "Give yourself the fifteen minutes and watch this." The carpool karaoke of James Corden driving Billy Porter, Adina Menzel, and Camila Cabello to the Cinderella premiere is one of the best feel-good carpool karaoke's that have occurred in quite some time and it made me smile and I needed to smile when I was watching that was that last night and it was just wonderful baby is good uh we were at well I was at my 34 week appointment on we, you and Monday. your you and your new daughter <laughs> she she and I were there and everything was looking good home. but on Sunday I was really exhausted oh and Lila Lila I had taken her to a birthday party in a park, and I was just tired. And everyone's saying, especially because of how much I'm Braxton Hicksting, to really sit and put my feet up whenever I can. So I did come home, and she and I were playing, and then I did put on a movie, and she and I were snuggling on the couch. And she went to readjust and did a running leap lunge and got me in the belly when she landed. And little lady was kind of still and quiet after that which is not what you want. So I did mention that on Monday and they hooked me up to a monitor for 20 minutes just to be safe. And that heartbeat sounded strong. And the heartbeat sounded great. The movement was great. And I had a contraction in those 20 minutes. And the doctor was like, you really are ready to go contracting frequently, aren't (laughs) you? And I was like, yeah, I am. Like it wasn't one of those ow contractions, but I felt it. And she was like, yeah, no. All right. But at the moment we're still on track for uh, October 22nd. Stay in there, baby girl. Hopefully she'll just stay in there. And yeah. I love you. I love you. I feel like there's something else we wanted to say, but that's okay. We'll just pick it up next week. For those of you that uh, observe, have an easy fast. Have an easy fast. Thank you all for uh, tuning in. <gasps> I thought you were going to say something else. That's my line. You started saying thank you all, and I was like, for what? Well, okay, well, I guess I guess we're ending. Well, thank you all for tuning in. <laughs> like you say. <laughs> I'm Amelia Myers. I'm Jason Rosenwald. And this, this has, has been, been Married to Hollywood. Hollywood. Talk to you later. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Black Lives Matter. Yes. Love is love. Love is love is love. Take care of each other. Mask up, backs up if you can. Easy fast. Easy fast. Love each other. Be kind to each other. Be yes. good. Yes. And um, look forward to this next year and what good you can bring to it. Love, Love you all. That. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.